Hey everyone and welcome to another jam-packed episode of the podcast It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your hostess with the somewhat mostest Andrew Lewis and joining me today for some NBA chat. The NBA's back this week is our, our, our resident, two resident NBA experts from the his Twitch channel and the former host of the Hoops and Heroes podcast, maybe making a comeback at some stage. Who knows? Here's Adam Amy. How you doing, Adam? Yeah, not too bad. Um, yep, that's right. On Twitch at the moment, also on YouTube, both ads 7281. So give it a bit of a look. See, I don't always do sports stuff, though. I uh, do a lot of, we'll call it strategy gaming. Very good. If you're into that, strategy gaming, whatever that is, that's uh, that's like risk, isn't it? Oh, we play a bit of Risk, a bit of Catan, a bit of chess or auto oh. chess, a bit different. Um, I don't know. We, we we do some other crazy stuff. We play marbles on a Monday. It's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm finding streaming life uh, fun. Ah, that's good news. And also joining us today is our resident, Dr. Dan. Dr. Dan Shea. Like Dr. Jack Rams, he's going to do the up and down breakdown. No, he's just joining us because he's great to have a little bit of an NBA chat with today. So how are you doing, Dan? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I think um, being involved with these with these pods has quadrupled my entire social media presence for the year. So uh, yeah, I'm actually doing all right. Oh, you tweeted a few times a couple of, you know, earlier in the week, last week. That was good. Yeah, yeah I yeah, noticed making, that. Make, making, a conscious, making a conscious effort, you know, of moving from... The, the old annual tweet to like three or four in a year. I think I'm, I think I'm doing all right. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we've got the NBA coming back this week, Friday, Australian time. We're recording this on Tuesday night. 22 teams in the bubble. But before we really get stuck into that, if you're a keen follower of the podcast, it should go without saying, if you follow Adam's Twitch channel, uh, you would know that uh, we did an all-time NBA player draft a few months ago to fill in the chasm of NBA content. And then Adam hooked it all up into the NBA 2K machine and put the teams in and we played like four weeks of games, then a grand final. I petitioned for eight weeks, but hey, look, <laughs> we had to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, yeah. My, um. <laughs> And Adam's team and my team managed with the grand final. I'll let Adam take it from here for the recap. Well, it was it was it was four weeks of of intense competition. We throughout the week, obviously trying to make tweaks to our rotations and and getting our lineups right using playbooks. It was a lot of fun. It was it was a good good little experiment. Uh, but you're right. The it all. It all was capped off by an amazing final by which my team adds Los Angeles Lakers led by Wilt Chamberlain in the final, not by Kobe or Jordan. Uh, 129 downing the team punter all-stars or all-time lineup, 112. So it was, it was good. It was good to see some, I suppose, different interactions on the court. We saw the likes of Wilt Chamberlain go up against Shaq and vice versa. We had uh, Dan's team. What You had Kareem in the center and he dominated for quite a bit alongside Tim Duncan. 
there, there were some interesting combinations run out there. And look, it, it's something I'd be keen to explore down the track where if, we, if we've got some what-ifs to answer, definitely not a definitive way to answer it, but certainly an enjoyable way to make a bit of a spectacle of the debate itself. I think that's that that covers what I thought of the uh, the all time matchups. It was a good draft. Maybe we do another all time with more people next time to thin those lists a little bit, or improve our depth, or explore people outside the top one hundred. I don't know. Lots that we can do with it. I had a lot of fun. Um, you guys seem to have a lot of fun in the Twitch chat. Um, but yes. <laughs> Yes, it was uh, a, a definitely a good experience. Jump on YouTube. The, all all of them are up there on a, uh, a playlist called NBA All-Time Matchups 2K Sims. So check those out. That was and it has all the It has all the chats in there too because you've just taken the record of the screen from when the games were going live. So you'll have, you know. I think from the second or third week, we, we had the, the live chat uh, scrolling through the screen, which was cool. Quality banter. I mean, quality. If you if you feel like the the thing missing in your life is rather than just hearing us talk, reading us talk, then you know <laughs> this is for you. Um, I'm now in the uniquely, you know, in the unique position. I've managed to coach a team that lost to Wilt Chamberlain in a must-win game. You know, like I'm the only person who was ever born to have <laughs> experienced that. <laughs> and I had Bill Russell on my team, and somehow this happened. You know. You know, white is black, black is white, dogs and cats living together, total chaos. Um, Kobe and Jordan on the same team. That was uh, that was an experiment. It was interesting. Uh, for those who weren't following it from the start, Daniel's team jumped out to an early lead led by Dwayne Wade, who I don't think you drafted to be in your starting five, but NBA 2K put in your starting five because they didn't want to start Oscar and Isaiah together. And <laughs> the first game... Uh, Dwayne Wade made Jerry West into his own personal hand puppet. He then was, proceeded to do it to Jordan. Yeah. So yeah. that first week, it was it was incredible. And then we played four weeks. And in the end, I think the first three weeks, every one of these, a different one of us, every three weeks went 2-0 and oh and 1-1 one and, one and 0 and 2. And then we yep. got through the last week. And then Daniel went 0-2 oh in the last week. So... It was actually we were we were worried we were in emergency discussions about what was going to happen if uh, we were a three way tie and there was a it was a three way dead heat after mm. four weeks but fortunately we 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 had a had standings and we and we got to move on to the final yeah so that was good it was good there was some there was at least one incredible comeback I think in week two was it. Was it one of us against Dan's team? Yeah, we were like down twenty-two early in the fourth quarter, and I believe that would have been yeah. That was that was late. We were down twenty-three in the second quarter, and and was it LeBron that walked the ball back court? in the last minute violation. Yeah, well, what really impressed me about the depth of the NBA two K experience with the game is at that stage, J.R. Smith jumps out of the stands and goes. <laughs> that gives me a good good segue, Adam, because speaking JR's, of JR, JR's back in our lives and he's on your team. He's on the Lakers. Lucky me. Is is 
So is Dion Waiters. And they both actually did well in today's uh, scrimmage. Today's scrimmage. Yeah. You can hear the inverted commas. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it was uh, It's interesting. It, it, I, wa- I didn't watch today's scrim. I watched one on, watched one over the weekend or replay on Friday, one of them. But it, it is, it's so empty in there. And it's something so we're well. not used to, but. It's uh, it's certainly going to be different. They're, I've been told that the production value is ramping up for the real games, but it's just good to see basketball back. Are they really. going to have? Are they going to have fake crowd noise? Uh, they did. Uh, they did have crowd sound effects on the NBA TV broadcast. They just played the NBA 2K soundtrack on one <laughs> of the other broadcasts. <laughs> it was just music. There was no actual commentary, but. Well, Apparently they're going to have well, the one lot. of the yeah one of the ESPN uh, people I think it was Rachel Nichols was saying because she got to go to some games yeah. some scrimmages and she was saying that with the with the wraparound screens it was like being inside NBA 2K basically like it was, literally it was like being inside inside the game yeah because they've got screens all the way around um, of course the idea being they're going to do some combination of sponsorship sponsorship uh, content. Um, they've got to make up that lost revenue somehow. And also, um, they're going to be using them to do some sort of um, some sort of measures to make it feel like that someone's got a home court advantage. Yeah. Um, oh, well, I, 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 I do believe the Clippers are going to try and introduce this when we go back to normal in, in Staples Centre. <laughs> it's just a lot easier for them to put up TVs rather than trying to cover up all of our championship uh, banners. So. I thought yeah. you were going to go empty seats. So empty seats? No, no. They've got they put t-shirts over those. That's that's easy. They've solved that. But they've got those banners in between those uh, because they're they it's they're basically playing. For those who don't know, they're playing the games inside a giant ballroom where they put three basketball courts next to each yep. other in inside uh, Walt Disney World. So well, the the beautiful thing about that being a Disneyland is. That that they whoever wins the championship could basically have their parade straight away with the likes of Mickey Mouse and yeah it'll be it'll be fantastic. <laughs> the the crowd noises one is interesting because uh, we've just been following the last few weeks of the Premier League season which came back uh, for no reason at all. Liverpool won their first title in thirty years. Just just thought I'd drop that. Um, they gave you the option of listening. With the with the fake crowd noise or with no crowd noise, so which is you know, I think it's something certainly the AFL could you know pick up on you know with Brian Taylor and without Brian Taylor. So I've I've I haven't watched much AFL. I've been watching it on mute when I have, so I haven't <laughs> had the pleasure of uh, listening to BT for a while. It'll be it'll be good to hear one of the great announcing teams, one of the best four or five announcing teams in the world across any sport uh, back in business, and that is uh, Breeny and Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson back I'm, I'm just excited to see basketball back. Basketball back. I, I, I was waiting nervously, even when they announced they were going to go into the bubble. Uh, Florida became a bit of a, a hot spot in America, so... The amount of work, the, the lengths they've gone to to get this to happen uh, is phenomenal. And it's it's great that everyone sort of got on board, that the league came to agreements with the players. And and we're finally at a point now where basketball is back. It is back. It is back on Friday. 
Now, we were talking about J.R. Smith before. Um, he's come into the Lakers squad to replace Avery Bradley. Now, yes. I just want to run through a few of the players who have decided that they are not going to the bubble. We've got uh, Trevor Ariza of the Blazers, who, who certainly would have I made, think a a, loss. made a big made a difference to how they'll go. Uh, you know, one of the original three and D guys, uh, Davis Bertans of the Wizards. Although the Wizards are, let me just look it up. They the are. Wizards got flogged in a scrimmage by J.R. Smith and um, Dion Waiters today. So. <laughs> they're, the, they're the only team that's in the that's been invited in, in the Eastern Conference who aren't currently in a playoff spot. So they've got to make up a five and a half game uh, deficit on the Orlando Magic. Um, Avery Bradley, and I is, and isn't the official and isn't the official over under for them one point five? <laughs> yeah. They're barely expected mm. to win a game and they need quite they a need, lot. They, to they need to win five more than Orlando do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Willie Cauley started the Mavericks, didn't make the trip, uh, opening up uh, roster spot for Trey Burke. Wilson channeled the Nets, but the Nets have got a whole bunch of players who decided not to come. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, who's obviously who was averaging 20.6 points and 6.8 assists per game this season. He had tested positive for COVID-19 as did DeAndre Jordan. So the Nets have got a number of big names out. They already had mm. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant out, but not really counting them because they, they're not there because of pre-existing injuries. Um, and there's some debate over whether Victor Oladipo, is, do we know if he's reported to the bubble? Uh, I don't know if he's reported to the bubble, but he's expected to be there at mm. some point. Because uh, they're battling for that number five spot with the Philadelphia 76ers. And if you finish five, you're going to get the Miami Heat. But if you fall into the sixth slot, you're going to get the Boston Celtics in the playoffs, which will now, be now much is there more a, difficult. Is there a quarantine rule if a player comes late to the bubble? Do they have to yeah. isolate before they, before they join their squad? Yeah. yeah. Mm. They've got to pass... They've got to pass... Three tests, seven, is it? Th- three consecutive tests, I think it is. Something yeah. like that. So um, I think the other thing is that the the situation with Oladipo is more complicated than that, um, because yes, he is planning to report to the bubble, but he's actually in a he doesn't feel like he's necessarily fully recovered. It's um mm. some of the some of the some of the pundits have been talking about it as being a bit of a almost like a, a San Antonio Kawhi Leonard situation where there's an impression that he might be being feeling under some pressure to play, but doesn't actually feel ready. Uh, unrelated to COVID. So he he was going to report to the bubble, but basically if he's going to get paid, um, then he's probably not going to play. Yeah. That yeah. was the sense I got, yeah. Oh, maybe Oladipo not long for the paces. So, I mean, and Zion Williamson's currently not in Orlando. I think I, the, my understanding is he, he arrived and then left, and now he's going to come back. And he would wasn't that that was Lou Williams, again. wasn't it? He he left to go and get some <laughs> some chicken wings, and um and and go and view some ladies, and then come back because that was important. That was essential travel. You can imagine outside the bubble. You could imagine on the like the pay per view inside the hotel room at Walt Disney World. It has a family feel, <laughs> and. Oh. 
And the chicken wings for the room service just weren't anywhere near good enough. That's why. Did, did anyone hear Stephen Adams' comment about, you know, he's getting, I think he was getting asked, you know, is it tough? Is it hard being in there? And he's like, we're in a resort. We're not in Syria. It's <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. You're being put up in, in, in a resort. Uh, yeah, I get it. There are restrictions on everything in the world right now, but there are worse places in the world you could be than Disney World. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Adams is another reason why we should just do what the Australian Constitution said to do at the start and just sort of annex New Zealand into Australia. <laughs> New Zealand is mentioned and... We take credit. Be, yeah, we're, they just can be done the seventh and eighth state and I'll finally, we'll finally have a forward pack that you know we won't could, get we killed could do at the line out. We could do swapsies. We'll trade New Zealand for Tassie. <laughs> anyway, I went through the, I went through those players because I was just wondering who do you think is the biggest loss for a team uh, in terms of players not coming into the bubble? Obviously, uh, a is a big one. Yeah, I think Bradley's huge for us for the Lakers. Oh, I yeah, think I um, there's I immense pressure on Contavious Caldwell Pope now, and I don't think he deals well with pressure. He didn't <laughs> deal well with not pressure. Um, well, I'm, LA's I'm the right place fan. for him then. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? They, uh, I just don't know. I, I, I know he's in for his defense. His shot's been off this season. That's all. I, he he I think, ebbs and flows. We've got yeah. a lot of hot cold guys off uh, without shooting percentages. Well, I think I think without Bradley, the um, the Lakers are going to have real trouble defending some of the really good um, uh, the really good scoring backcourts. Like yeah. um, I think Portland's going to be a really tough matchup. Um, mm. Actually, in both in kind of both directions, but at least now that Nurkic is back, they've got a, a good front line and don't have to rely on um, don't have to rely on Whiteside. This is true. This is true. I don't look. I. We made jokes about it before the All-Star game. <laughs> but remember, there is a gentleman by the name of Alex Caruso <laughs> who is definitely going to get some more minutes now. And the what? there was a stat they went through in one of the scrimmages, and it was duo efficiency <laughs> or, like, duo firepower. Apparently, Alex Caruso, when he's on the court with LeBron, LeBron plays better and Caruso clearly plays better as well. He's at his best when he's on the court with LeBron. We'll just have to see a lot more of that. He is Robin to LeBron's Batman. That's it. That's it? Yep, the bald Robin. The balding <laughs> Robin. He's not a balding <laughs> eagle. He's a balding this, Robin. Despite the fact he's never, ever tried and he's never been in a movie, he's still a better actor than Chris O'Donnell. Oh, um, rough. Rough. <laughs> The second saucer-worthy comment of the uh, of the evening. Oh, there's more coming. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I <sighs> Bradley is a Bradley is a is a really good fit, uh, and and has been for the Lakers in terms of you've got LeBron who's who handles who's the ball handler of the team, leading the yeah. league in assists, which is still an incredible, amazing state. He's going to become the first forward ever to lead the league in assists. Yeah. Um, Wilt led the league in assists one year, but that was because that's just what that was. Just, Wilt decided that would be his objective for that season rather than, you know, winning the championship. Um, <laughs> he saved that championship for the all time greats. The, yeah. 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 Thanks. <laughs> um, 
you know, they, they've built this team around LeBron and it, it really was functioning and Bradley is able to defend those guards. So mm. there will be a greater workload that falls on guys like Carusco, Danny Green. Those Danny, uh, Danny Green might be an unsung hero in this lineup, though. Mm. He's been well, very, love- very quiet and underrated this season. So it's time for and- him to step up in KCP as well. As those of you who regularly listen to It Should Go Without Saying No, that I was very big on the Danny Green signing when the Lakers made it. I was very happy with it. So for, for the Lakers, of course, being a Sun <laughs> fan, I hated it. But um, <laughs> it was it. I, I mean, I still think I still think the Lakers are the team to beat. We'll 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 get we'll get to them later. Um, we'll start with the Eastern Conference. Um, Daniel, did you did you have a sorry before I move on? Daniel, did you have a, a a thought about who the player who will make the most difference by not being in the bubble? Um, look, I think the one I want to say is Oladipo, even though he's going to be in the bubble, is I I, I think he's, I think he's probably not going to play. Um, so I think I think if if he doesn't play, that's probably going to be um, one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest losses. Um, I suppose it's really the, um, it's going to be someone probably from one of the teams that really requires them as a linchpin. I mean, most of the big, big stars, um, that are going to be out, uh, were already out before the, um, before the the shutdown. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, I think he's going to, he's going to be a big one. Um, I actually didn't realize the Nets had lost even more people (laughs) due to the bubble. Um, I knew that they were already going to be without KD and, and Kyrie, but you know they're sort of they're sort of sort of shrinking into irrelevance by the sounds of things. Um, if they're also going to be missing, um, you know, Dinwiddie and Dinwiddie and DJ, they're pretty much a G League team now. Yeah, yeah, with some free agents. Um, it's all. It's. I mean, I, I suppose if you're a if you're if you're a gym, it's almost a shame because um, they got a reasonable seeding beforehand. Um, so their picks aren't going to be as good, but um, yeah. Look, I think if if uh, if Oladipo doesn't uh, doesn't play, I think he's probably going to be the biggest single loss, even though it's technically not COVID bubble related. Um, I also wonder about um, what's going to happen with um, Lou Will, because I mean, if he tests positive, he's going to miss he's going to miss a lot, if not the whole thing, right? Uh, I believe he's got a ten day. He's got to do a ten-day isolation, doesn't he? That sounds right. Something like that. He's he's going to miss the start. Yeah, he's definitely going to miss the start. But if he tests positive, he'll miss more. Oh, Um, easy, deep. Yep. Yeah. Especially consider it. We've we've got to cast our minds back to that crazy day in March where all this went down. It was sort of the day in my mind where this became real. Was you know, when the NBA season was called off that day, which is, might be the single craziest day in the history of sport, really. Was it, it wasn't, well, it wasn't the same day. I was going to say it was, a, it was a little earlier, wasn't it, that Rudy Gobert touched instead of dropped the mic? Yeah, it was yeah, two days happened. before that. And then and then the world come, went to... Yeah, yeah I mean, you had a situation where the, the, the Pelicans players were like, no, we don't want to leave the locker room because this, we you know, and all sorts of, new, you know, stories going, yep. going down. The incredible thing that happened in Atlanta at the end of their game against the Knicks with Vince Carter and him t- hitting the three with the last shot, you know, you're like, is this like the end of my career? Is it not? Just an insane day. But, you know, if someone does something like Williams uh, 
has allegedly done mm. and then to test positive um he's you know, uh, will he have lost the trust of his teammates and that's a for, for you know for a lot of that team that's a recently constructed team yeah very much so well, yeah. I guess you're asking about the biggest, um, the biggest player missing due to the bubble. I mean, you know, from the bubble situation, I think one of the biggest COVID-related casualties is the Utah Jazz chemistry. Like, you know, they're yeah, yeah. All, all the stuff I'm hearing is is saying that you know, regardless of kind of past performance and all that sort of stuff, that Gobert is not long for the team. Um, that that. That's that's been kind of really toxic in there. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they'll do they do they really think it's irreparable damage? Well, you know how pundits are; like everyone disagrees, but um, a reasonable number of people say that there is still significant beef. Um, And if you have to pick between who you're going to keep in terms of um, Donovan Mitchell and um, Patient Zero, I mean Rui Gobert. Then, True, but like around so all right, so you may they make it into the playoffs. They 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 actually win through the first round and go bears a standout. Does the chemistry rebuild? Does a, do they well, do they repair I, that? I, I do wonder about that because the other thing I guess I I uh, I'd heard and read about was that they weren't they were functional, um, but the style. Remember, um, go bears just is, came in, so yeah. Well, yeah, but Gobert is a very classic big in a lot of ways, right? Mm. Um, and he's he's one of those guys who, you know, 10 years ago probably would have been much more celebrated, right? Like, he's a decent post-up player. Um, you know, if he gets the ball, he's he's all right. He's not a great distributor from the post, but he's a pretty good he's a pretty good scorer with the ball and an all-league defender, right? Yeah. Um, but as the league has changed, um, classic bigs are getting just, they're just worthless. They're redundant. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the I mean, modern game is, yeah. And yeah, there right. are, I mean, if the Utah Jazz run into the Houston Rockets in the first round of the playoffs, <laughs> which is not out of the realms of possibility, they're, you know, they're around that four, five, both around that four, five spot. Um, well, just go there might struggle to play 15 minutes a game. I mean, you just yeah. have no one who you can put him on. You, you, mm. He's a liability out there. You're playing four on five offensively. Yeah. Well, like in, in the in the early noughties, right? Imagine how how big a deal it would have been that um, both DJ and uh, Drummond changed teams in the same season, right? It would actually people would people would care a lot more. And these days, despite being very good at what they do, what they do is just not as important anymore. DeAndre still averaged ten rebounds a game this season. You well, know, that's what I mean. There, there was a time when that meant something, and now it's yeah. like someone else will just someone else will get that, that get those rebounds. There's know? a point. I'm sure there is a guard out there that'll get ten rebounds for us. It'll be fine. That's what ha- that's what the new games turn to. Well, Houston yeah. certainly have one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> they well they've got two. Yeah. Both yeah. of them are there. Yeah. Or or it'll just get picked up by committee. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Team so, rebound. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, Gobert's in actually probably a little bit of a vulnerable position because it's a really bad time to be with, with the effects on the um, projected salary cap and earnings and all that sort of stuff. Like it's a bad time to be changing teams. Um, I, but I, I think it's likely he's going to have to change teams. I, I <laughs> think we might actually crack a 12 hour podcast 
um, if they're <laughs> with salary cap stuff and all and players yeah, moving. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the projections. So in order to stop the 12-hour podcast, the projector has been turned off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Especially if uh, Melbourne is in stage 17 restrictions by that stage where you can't leave your toilet. Um, (laughs) Very funny, Mr. I don't live in Melbourne Metro. I'm sorry. I I am not making... (laughs) It's awful at the moment, and uh, you know our thoughts and prayers go out to those who are affected. Some awful stories. Just well, getting that the, out I'm there. In the, I'm in the blighted north, so you know it all applies here. Hmm. I'm just in, um, I'm just at home, being comfortable <laughs> at home, doing at home stuff in the in the Adam Cave. In the Adam Cave, I practically live in here now, so it's good. <laughs> Very good. Let's go to the Eastern Conference. Where we've got yeah, nine wait. teams showing up. The Wizards got a free month at Disney World, um, which is excellent. Um, no rumors, <laughs> no truth to the rumors that they've said we're not going back until someone else is in the White House. Um, so we know who the eight teams who are going to be in the Eastern Conference playoffs. The Bucks are the number one seed. They're still six and a half games above the Raptors. You've got the Celtics, the Heat, the Pacers, the Sixers, the what's left of the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando Magic, who are also reasonably happy to just be there. Um, any thoughts on how this shakes out in the Eastern <laughs> Conference? Are the Bucks Tr- still... Magic, Magic. The, I, I, I think the, the ratings are going to go up. To get there, yeah. I think the Magic are there because, you know, they're, in, they're the Orlando Magic. They were there already. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it just so, happened to uh, coincide with them being like it was lucky they weren't in that tenth spot, or they might just got a token invite, even if they couldn't make it. <laughs> even up um, the numbers, so to speak. I personally, in the Eastern Conference, I see no reason to move uh, to change my mind about my bullish thoughts about the Toronto Raptors defending this Eastern Conference title. Oh, I was going to say, I was, wait, I was waiting for you to go and say, I don't see any reason for the Eastern Conference to be here. We are on a unity ticket amongst the three of us. We all, we're, all, we're all supporting Western Conference teams. This is true. Yeah, it's true. So um, the Bucks, the Celtics, thoughts? Who's going to... Um, I've got concerns. I, I think I think this is an overall uh, and might raise a valid question is how has the hiatus affected these teams? Yeah. Because good, good I actually don't know. I think Milwaukee may be affected. Like the key pieces, they're not, they haven't been playing regularly together. That That team, aside from it, obviously, get Giannis going downhill is all the support pieces like that team was built very specifically. They were really gelling this year and they've had this big roadblock and now they've got to do that gelling again. I feel, but do you, do you feel like they might have to shorten their rotation? They might have to, they need to start getting ready for the playoffs. They really need to, to figure it out and stop experimenting. And as soon as things take off again, they've got eight games to figure it out. Eight games is not a long time in basketball. No, they're. Uh, I still think got, the Celtics will be all right, though. They got the Celtics first up next Saturday Australian time, so okay. I think that one is on. By the way, for those in Australia who have uh, 
pay television or KO. There will be NBA on ESPN every day of the bubble. So they will, going from they their normal milk the living every last drop. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna milk this experience given that they can't make any ticket sales. You will be able to watch it. Mm. Assuredly. So I we're talking about the Bucks, right? Yep. We're talking about um, the East. Yeah, look, I think I keep thinking about the Bucks. I thought this last season as well, that I just want them to prove it to me, you know? Um, mm. I mean, for one thing, they've built up a nice, clear lead um, and quote-unquote home court advantage throughout the playoffs, which is meaningless in the bubble, really. It depends what they've so got I on think... the screens. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to run Laverne and Shirley reruns and happy days. Fear the deer, yeah. That's so, really cool. Da, 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 away. Sorry. But I suppose, I suppose the thing about the Our Bucks tickets to Alice Cooper. Is that one, Giannis is the critical focal point, and two, it's it's not an especially balanced roster aside mm. from him. You know, it kind of relies on him as a linchpin. Now, yes, he's only playing. He only played. He's only played what thirty-one or so minutes a game. Uh, in the season, during the regular season um, pre-bubble, because they were always leading by 10 or 15 going into the fourth quarter. But um, to arrest him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that Giannis, you know, had that little joke where he lied about not having access to a gym or a rim um, during the uh, during the hiatus, and clearly he did. I think he came out and admitted that he was lying about that. Um, I still think that... Um, the layoff is going to affect them, uh, affect them a lot because the, the timing, the sets, the plays, the amount of focus on Giannis, um, the fact that before this season, um, there are a number of those guys who just lacked a little something, um, when it really mattered. And the fact they're not going to be able to have any benefit from home court, really, not, not meaningfully. Um, so I do think that they're, um, you know, the, the, First play, their first seed, and even the amount by which they lead the conference, uh, really oversells the um, uh, really oversells what I kind of expect from in the playoffs. I I actually tend to agree with Andrew that the Raptors look good in the East. Um, they may not come away with it, but I think that they're um, they're a really good team. They're really balanced. Um, Siakam should really be in the conversation for most improved again, you know, in, in a season where he's jumped up to be a, you know, maybe not top three, but certainly in the conversation about MVP, particularly early in the season. Um, I'm actually uh, more worried about the Celtics. I heard that I have heard that um, Kemba's knee is still troubling him. And I think he, his, his contribution to the team's, chemistry has really um, been a massive massive uh, source of their mm. kind of their their fortunes this season um, like you really see um, you know for whatever reason like I don't want to kind of dump, uh, dump on him too much but you know clearly Kyrie was a poor fit um, everyone mm. everyone likes everyone likes Kemba he's coming up fresh off the um, you know fresh off the international basketball experience Um He's a beloved teammate. He's a great vocal leader. Um, and, you know, they've 
they, they've struggled a little bit more when he has been unavailable. Um, and um, so I think, you know, if that's, if that's the case, if his knee is kind of genuinely shaky, then a lot of their fate is going to rely on uh, Jason Tatum. I think a lot of it's going to kind of, uh, you know, rely on his, his improvement, um, uh, him following through on his improvement during the regular season and showing that in the, you know, the, this run up to the playoffs and during the playoffs themselves, you know, showing that that's real. I think the Celtics still have a problem with, you know, down the stretch. Who, who is their best five? Who have they got on the floor at the end of games? You know, Marcus Smart's got that mentality like, I want to be the guy. I want to be the guy taking the big shot. They've got Haywood. They've got Tatum. They've got Brown. They've got Kemba. Um, yeah. You put those five guys on the court at the same time, you're a little small. Um, so I don't, I don't think they've resolved that over the course of four months in hiatus. Um, meanwhile, you know, these Raptors guys know each other. They've been through a lot together. They've won the title and then they've, you know, sort of at least metaphorically Rasheed Wallace style walked into every stadium wearing the belt and defended it. And they haven't won every night, but they've won most nights. Um, the Bucks, I, I always worry about, you know, you have to, and we, I mean, we've seen this happen recently in the NBA. We, we. The, the Andrew Lewis's and the Charles Barkley's of the world were like, well, that's, you know, the Warriors are a fun watch. They're a good hang, but you can't, you know, I still remain unconvinced that you can win an NBA title playing that way. And then they won three out of four. So we've had that paradigm shift. And now the Bucks are trying to do it a bit with playing a rotation like they do, playing 11 guys and playing, you know, 10 of them 15, 18 minutes a game. I don't It'll think my aunt. I don't think Miami are a wonderful matchup with them if they get them in the in the second round, especially if you know they run into you know a a, a hot and confident Jimmy Butler, and you know they're not a lot they're not too far away from their home cooking you know yeah, in true. the bubble. So you know, I, as I said, I haven't seen any reason to move away from my feeling with pre preseason and then my feeling further into the season that the Raptors. The road to the NBA Finals, at least now, metaphorically, goes through, you know, a, a big, huge screen with a, with a Drake video on it. Uh, <laughs> it, it metaphorically goes through Toronto. Um, the oh, world- could, oh, that could be a category. What would you? What custom things would you put on the screen? So you got Toronto, you got Drake, uh, Boston. <laughs> what would you put for Boston? Um, this is a PG uh, podcast, isn't it? I don't think yeah. anyone's really sworn on the podcast. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, for Boston, um, if it wasn't PG, it would be something. It would be like one of Mark Wahlberg's scenes out of yep. The Departed. That's you yeah, know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> or if it was the PG one, it'd just be a picture of Robin Williams just looking at the court, going, "It's not your fault, Will." It's not your fault. Instead, saying "not your fault, Brad." Yeah, it's not your fault, Brad. <laughs> um, uh, oh, just highlights from Buck Hunter, the video game. If more walking, <laughs> um, the no, Bucks getting be, away. No, it would no. be Alice Cooper talking about what the meaning of Milwaukee is in the native language, <laughs> and then Wayne Campbell going, "Does this guy know how to party or what?" Um, it's a good thought. I was going to give him that a bit more time. I think it needs some. We'll, 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 
It would have yes. been a good segue. We're trying yeah. to fill the Eastern Conference discussion here, right? So. Fair enough. Well, I'm about to wrap it up with what is that? What is Daniel for the uninitiated? A standing item on our agenda every time basketball is about to start, and particularly in the Eastern Conference, is the wild card in the Eastern Conference. Ben Simmons corner three. Does it finally happen? <laughs> Uh, I'll believe it Adams it just looked at, Adams just looked at me like I walked into a bunning sans mask and asserted my human rights. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm just thinking Al Bundy. Uh no pig. <laughs> <laughs> no pig. I do think though that his his range shooting is less important with the, the switch up. Mm. Um I'm actually kind of excited to see uh, to see how he goes playing as a kind of a mobile four, um, because I mean it's sort of, in fact, every time he was getting into the half court when he was nominally playing point guard, I mean every time they got into the half court he was, camp he was basically playing four anyway, like he was camping out in the dunker spot or, um, kind of hanging around the the, the mid post, right, um. I think that there's a there's a chance that's going to lead to a much more balanced floor. I mean, one thing you can't fault uh, about Simmons is his effort. Um, I mean, aside from the fact that he doesn't shoot, like he's an all-league defender, um, he's got kind of just about all of the other skills you'd want him to have. Um, and I think his deficiency, his, his kind of main and glaring deficiency, um, whether or not he's improved in that area, uh, is just going to be much less of a problem uh, with him playing four. Um, I mean, the main thing is kind of making sure that Embiid's got room to operate and doesn't have to settle for bad mid-range, uh, mid-range or long-range play. Um, so, I mean, if their four balance is better, I mean, Shake Milton's a better shooter. So, um, I think that I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, they outplay their seating. Um, Particularly if Al, Al Horford manages to find some form, um, which hasn't really happened this season. Yeah, let's not forget how how good they were last season. So they they've got yeah. the the potential there, and I don't know Philly might be one of those um, sort of underrated squads and might just step up. This might actually work out quite well for them. So we might actually describe a, a team that has a starting five that includes Ben Simmons, Al Horford, Joel Embiid. Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris as underrated. I think this season they're not living up to the expectations that were set. Up, set oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, so they suppose, might actually start fulfilling their potential. Yeah. I suppose, you know, it's probably not, for this season, it's probably not correct to call them underrated. They've underachieved. Yeah, true. Um, true. They, are at a, they are appropriately rated given their underachievement. The other thing I think, is that because the basketball is going to be coming a lot thicker and faster, like they're playing more games. I think, I actually think Embiid's going to struggle. Um, I mean, I haven't heard any, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard any word about him coming, like turning up in the bubble and, and everyone's like amazed by what, you know, what great shape he's in. Um, And given that that's been his kind of weakness, conditioning um, has been a major thing for him, not, not really for the rest of the team, but for him um, as a critical player. He's like, probably going to eat a lot better at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, although he is young, I actually think teams with really good conditioning 
and young legs are going to have more of an advantage now than they would in a normal kind of run up to the playoffs and playoffs. Mm. Um, it's going to have an early season feel to it with that break. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as 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 great as the uh, as great as the the Lakers are. No, no, I'll t- I won't say that. Um, I don't think it's really the Lakers that are going to suffer the most. But like some mm. of the teams that are older, even though they're really good, I think they're going to suffer uh, as the as the shortened season goes on because um, just they're pl- playing much greater density of basketball. I heard it suggested actually that um, the Mavs might we'll get to it later, but like the Mavs might benefit because their best players are so young. Um, hey, just hey. that whole young young legs idea. Young legs, great conditioning. I like where you're heading. My Phoenix Suns. <laughs> what are they, five games out of the playoff spot at the moment? Let me have a look. Yep. Did they get invited? Um, six games. Yeah, they're the last team to get invited um, in the Western Conference. Yeah, um, no, I think, I, think, I, think, I think the Wizards were the last team to get invited, actually. Yeah. The Phoenix Suns, some really solid social media game because when they got notified that they were they were been invited they started posting you know like jim carrey from dumb and dumber you know the, the <laughs> million to one chance so you're telling me there's a chance uh, oh boy it, it's good you know we it, we yeah, true. be able to see them play a hand for more games if any of their games you, were televised you, you've got to be in it to win it golden state didn't make it golden state <laughs> now, this is speaking of the western conference let's let, get this out of the way Daniel, you're a Timberwolves fan from way back. Uh-huh. The Timberwolves have missed out on the second most number of ping pong balls in the NBA draft lottery because the Cavs played one more game than the Timberwolves and lost it. They've missed out <laughs> by a half game. That's less that's ping pong balls. Just remember this when the Cavs get the number one pick again. <laughs> Could have been us. Simples ever had a number one pick? Oh, Carl Anthony Towns. Sorry to remind you of him. You've got, well, you've got, I mean, we, we, you don't we have also, Wiggins anymore. We also lost a bunch of a bunch of draft picks when uh, there was that um, those shenanigans with uh, Joe Smith's table, uh, Joe, Joe Smith's uh, contract negotiations. Hey, any chance, any time <laughs> you have a chance to break the salary cap to sign Joe Smith to a like a fifty million dollar contract, you just do. <laughs> Unwritten rule. Unwritten rule. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Well, my sons are there. I'm, I'm happy to say, and you know, we'll play some basketball and then leave before the playoffs start. Um, I, I, I actually, you know, look, you guys think- get to stick around and watch, don't you? Yeah, look, I think this season, this season's not it, right? But the Suns did show some really promising, some real promise um, earlier in the season. I think um, I actually, you know, not my team, right? But I actually am pretty hopeful about the future with the, with the guys they've got. Um, I mean, they've got they've got some real they've got some real potential. I mean, Aiton's hitting threes now. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, well, I mean, he's always had he, he had that. Range in college, so well, I think, I think it's very exciting. Some of these, some of these always, young players when yeah. they when they run out of contract and get poached by other teams. <laughs> Sorry, we're not uh, talking about Phoenix's t- list management, are we? 
No, no. If we're talking about poaching people from another teams, obviously we've decided to start talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, now, snap. Um, now I'm gonna, Where are I they think, in the Western? Not, did they get an invite? Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, they're the number one seed. Oh, the, the number one seed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forward a theory to you about one of the teams in Los Angeles. Because, yep. you know, there's nothing more I like than, talk, than talking to a Laker fan about the Clippers. No team was no team was hurt more by what by the timing of what happened more than the LA Clippers. They were just rounding into form, ready to make that March April run, and they were going to be dangerous. And then they didn't play a game for four months. I, 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 my 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 question mark. The conspiracy theory side of it. No conspiracy theory. I'm just. I'm not <laughs> bullish gave on the Gobert a call and said. Uh, uh, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not bullish on the Clippers now, the way I was. No, 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 I think they've got to rebuild their momentum <laughs> and Well, I mean, I wonder what's going to happen with uh, Kawhi. I mean, given the nature of his injury, um, the nature of his injury, is he going to play what like every like four of the eight games um, before they have their run into the playoffs? Or... Probably only against the Lakers. <laughs> They're saving them. That is. It's, uh, I think you're right. I think it has impacted them. They were they were building and they they had a very set, clear plan and path to to the playoffs, and that's kind of been uh, tipped on its head, so to speak. Mm. So they're 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 run up, and everybody has had their preparation impacted to an extent. Uh, the Lakers. I mean, obviously, players are doing what they can to stay fit, healthy, especially after the announcement that things were resuming. But you're right. it's You've got to get ready and get into that momentum very quickly if you're the Clippers. You've got to get into rhythm. And that's a quite good question by Dan is, how much does Kawhi actually play? If he's being load managed and now we're doing a restart situation where it's game after game after game after game into playoffs – Game after game, yeah. Um, and if the playoffs started now, they'd have the Dallas Mavericks in the first round. Daniel's mentioned that they've got a young squad that can run, who might yeah. be, you know, we don't know how it's going to run with with some young teams, but I think some young teams will be like, you know, I can do three shows and I. When's the next game? But we do know the older teams. We know Kawhi and Paul George have these issues historically. They get load managed and things like that. They're not. They don't play every night, so yeah. Might have to. I might have to get two K loaded up, do make some modifications based on age, and then we'll run some simulations and we'll get you a a clear winner of the title before it happens. Just kidding. Well, I mean, it's, it's all <laughs> going to be done in a month, so I'm going to do it weeks, by the so. weekend. I've got three days. <laughs> <laughs> I will have the whole thing mapped out by the weekend. No, no, I will not. It's hard to think of anything happening. I mean, the Lakers have got a five-and-a-half game lead on the Clippers. And playoffs are currently constituted. They'll be running into the Grizzlies. They're going to, They're almost certainly going to be playing the Grizzlies or the team that isn't in the playoffs at the moment that takes their spot. So, the Pelicans. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they're trying it's to either, manufacture the Pelicans. Yeah, it's either going to be a young team, the Grizzlies, the Pelicans, or the Kings, or it's going to be Dane. Mm, so... Yeah. Yeah, you know, a different challenge, but certainly a challenge. It's not. It's not going to be the Spurs or the Phoenix Suns. 
It's not going to be the Spurs, Adam. It's <laughs> not going to be the Spurs. Uh, you say that now. You say that now. I say it tomorrow, and I'll say it <laughs> after they've played their games, and it isn't the Spurs. Uh, it's finally going to happen. You know, we were we were in and you know what, high Greg school Popovich the last say, time they missed the playoffs. There's an asterisk on this one. And then well, they'll yeah. make it next year. <laughs> make it, yeah. It doesn't count. The se- the asterisk season doesn't count. No, they'll 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 have like three ping balls out of ping pong balls out of a thousand, get the number one pick. Um, no, I mean, who knows? Um, mellow ball. Thoughts? Yellow. Just general thoughts on the Western Conference. Does it? I mean, does it? Does it? Does I'm excited it, for this, to watch this new look Lakers with uh, Dion and Jr. As much as I, I'm terrified that JR is going to do some some crazy bad, like make some crazy mistake and lose us a title, I actually think recruiting Dion Waiters and JR Smith is recruiting players that are not afraid to look for a shot in big moments yes. if LeBron's yeah. being covered. Or to hang on to the ball when the time is running out. I don't think he'll ever do that again. <laughs> Have, have, you, have you ever done something so ridiculous in your life that you've gone, you just made this permanent mental note to never do it again? I started That's a podcast. That's what J.R. Smith is going to do come the finals. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I actually, I'm really excited to see what happens with both of the uh, the LA teams, um, partly because I have the distance of not barracking for either of them. Um, I like both teams, right? But I think um, the the changes that have been made and the changes that have kind of been imposed are going to make them much more unpredictable than they were before uh, before all of this craziness. Um, in addition, um, the kind of the middle of the the middle of the standings, um, I think there's going to be a lot of movement. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers drop a few games in the eight, um, and things are things are close enough that that could. Uh, they could drop them in the order, and the main reason they have not to let that happen is that they want to wait and uh, wait to face the Lakers until later, as late as possible. Mm, they, well, they don't want to drop to fourth um, and end up facing the Lakers in the second round. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Um, but if they're load managing Kawhi, I mean, they're playing—is it every day or every second day? Well, um, apparently they've got a plan to combat this. So Doc Rivers is uh, is trying to report everybody for breaches in the bubble to try and get players suspended. <laughs> yeah, so, so that won't help. That won't help their record. Um, <laughs> so, so well, the, if they conveniently get suspended, the whole squad gets suspended. They just can't turn up. The Clippers win automatically. Kawhi gets load managed, and they're through. So, but, so you're saying, Adam, that if you ring up the hotline and it's like, "Welcome to the NBA COVID hotline," if you are Doc Rivers, dial one. <laughs> if you are Chris Paul, dial two. Yeah, For everyone else, Chris please hold. Please enter the three totally... the three digit code NBA code to report the pl- a player in question, mm. and then all the calls go in. Dwight back at it again. So the Clippers oh, play. Let's, let's, let's yeah. not let's not let's not forget Austin Rivers. Oh boy, who oh. turned his own who turned his own fingerprint? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So the Clippers um, have, the Clippers have got one back to back on the weekend after next. Uh, they've got. I think a couple of two-day breaks, but uh, yeah, they are playing eight games in 
16 days. So it is every couple it of averages days. averages out a, a game every two days. Mm. So, yeah. So I actually, He's I certainly wouldn't not- be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers were to drop a little. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the Jazz were to drop. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the um, the Rockets or the Thunder climb a little. Um, I think the – I'm really not sure about the micro ball, but I do think that at least they've worked out their backcourt dynamic. Mm. Um, like before – and like scrimmages as well. Um, but, I mean, before they um, – before they stop this idea of like um, Harden being more of a being more of the point, Westbrook being a bit more free to slash and play in the mid range and not have to rely on his outside shot, really opened up his game. I think um, I think with Houston though they this se- the way this season's now transpired, uh, this has hurt them because their 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 small ball. Gimmick, we'll call it. Well, I'll yeah. call it. You know, do you know what I mean? Like it was a new, it, it caught scouts off guard. Kind of teams needed to figure out how to play against it. Mm-hmm. They've had four months in isolation to figure it out. So well, unless there's no all... way to combat it, like yeah, they well, caught the already... Lakers off guard. But they had already started working it out. Like yeah. the if you look at it, um, I forget exactly what the periods involved, but like the first few games of you know micro ball mm. um they they did they got the jump on people then they lost a bunch of games um and um you know then we had the break so yeah look it's I mean, the I ultimate think- it's the ultimate all duck or no dinner philosophy isn't it either yeah. you know the, the game is won by whichever whichever team imposes their style on the game if it's played houston's way they win if it's played the other team's way houston get beat by 25 yeah it's employing, yeah. it's, it's employing those countermeasures and how effective teams become at doing that mm. and what additional work in preparation other teams have done to try and, I guess, combat it. Yeah. The team, yeah. the team I think that you need to worry about in the Western Conference from a dark horse, other than maybe the Denver Nuggets, who this might be good for, depending. But then, you know, I think Jokic has come back in after testing positive and quarantining and recovering and all that sort of thing. So we don't know how that's going to play out. Mm. Because quite seriously, you know, in the rest of the world, we don't know how it's playing out exactly. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder loom as a total wild card um, because except for Chris Paul and Stephen Adams, they're a young squad. Uh, and they're Gallinari. Okay, they're a really old squad. But they got very... <laughs> it averages out at a, me- at a medium-level squad because... Yeah, medium-level squad. But, you know... They've been sneaking up on guard, you know, teams all year. They're within reaching yeah, yeah. distance of what would have mm. been home court in the first round of the playoffs. Um, Behind Paul, they've been finishing games really strongly. Like there was a mm. period there where I, I, I was wondering whether OKC uh, comes from behind to win was all one word. Like they were doing. <laughs> Why? They were like, doing. They were doing. They were finishing games very strongly, um, like children of the '90s and English Test batting collapse. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, but I mean, like no one's mentioned uh, SGA, and he's been he's been great this season. Um, apparently, uh, both um, both Chris Paul and um, oh, JJ, JJ Reddick mentioned on his podcast. That there was um that he was just such a sponge for knowledge. Like he he would 
basically try and pick the brains of all of the um, all of the veteran players just to get their tricks and like get pointers on on shooting and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and now he's learning from Chris Paul. You know, like um, they're a they're they're a they're a sneaky good team, um, and they've got a lot of um, a lot of heart too. So, yeah, like I say, I wouldn't be surprised if they climb a bit. I mean, you mentioned um, you mentioned Jokic and uh, COVID and recovery. Well, I mean, <laughs> there are a few members of the jazz of the jazz squad that are in that situation. <laughs> true. So, and they haven't healed true, the true. wounds that you can't see either. So um, <laughs> they've got. Yeah, a, I mean, yeah, they're they're in trouble two ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think now, there's room for movement in that middle there. Yeah, yeah, I think there's room for movement. I reckon the Spurs have got a great chance <laughs> to. Uh... <laughs> aren't, the Nuggets, not ha- aren't, it's, it's not aren't the Nuggets? Aren't the Nuggets? Aren't the Nuggets missing um, Murray? Mm. Isn't he out or something? Not sure. He might be injured, but I don't think he's not showing up. So, um, right. Okay. Now, Adam. I just want to make sure you're prepared for something. Uh oh. And that is winning a title. Know, it's been a while. Yeah, I, um... yeah, I mean, it's winning a title, but it's you mentioned the asterisk, and I'm going to mention the LeBron haters. You do know what's going to happen if the Lakers win the title. What's going to happen? Got, if the... We've just gone through a six, six, you know, four month period, you know, which pushes a huge asterisk on this is huge asterisk on this season. During that four months, everybody in the entire world was reminded of who the best basketballer of all time was. Kobe Bryant, yes. Um, so, And he was fortunate enough to miss the whole COVID thing, so. Yeah. The LeBron, <laughs> the LeBron haters are going to try and pick a, a Laker title this season to shreds. Good on him. Good on him. Yeah, good, I, I, honestly, good on them because it's the narrative before the asterisk was put on this season was LA is we're winning a chip this year for Kobe. Um, that became the narrative in house, and look, I, I think that's still the narrative as far as everyone in the purple and gold are concerned. That's that's our goal championship. And we're doing it, doing it, doing it for Gigi and Kobe, and that's that. This is what I don't understand about asterisks and pointing that out. It would be the same no matter who won the title. So what's Kurt. the point? You know, everyone's playing by the same rules, except the Timberwolves and the Cavaliers because they lost an extra game so they get a better draft pick. <laughs> they get better draft pick. Um, They're better at losing. Don't criticize them. Don't judge them for being better at sucking. <laughs> that was fine, but the Cavaliers have a title. Um I don't, Daniel wouldn't be, you know, crying on the inside if the Wolves had won a title with KG. But um, Terry, I'm in the same boat. Virtual you know. KG went really well, by the, the way. And the, it did. Yeah, yeah. Was, I was impressed with KG in that. This is this is my mentality as a Suns fan. When you said, "What should they put up on the screens when it's the home court team?" My immediate thought was, "Don't put John Paxson shooting the three up on the screen." I had to put up with that during the last dance. <laughs> oh, no. And then for some reason, they I managed to flip on the channel a couple of weeks later and they were replaying the Mario Ellie game. 
And I was just like, and that 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 was a better Suns team than the one that lost to the Bulls. And it was an easy league, and somehow they won that. I mean, and then he, uh, I think Elliot played for the Suns at some stage before that moment too. So anyway, call it the this is crazy of TV programming. This is what this is what we have to put up with is it, it, supporting long suffering franchises like the Phoenix Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Look, we've been we've been out of the playoffs for a while. The Lakers have been suffering. It's like seven seasons, isn't it? Something like that. It's ridiculous. It is a while. Yeah. Too long. Too long. Too too long. Okay. We'll finish up. Final predictions. Who's playing the NBA finals? You know, go. Who do we go, Dan. Daniel? You, you go, you go, Dan. You can go as deep as conferences if you like. Why don't I start at the bottom because I've got an idea in my head. Uh-oh. I think it's yeah, Lakers okay. Raptors. I think it's Lakers Raptors. Who do the Raptors beat? Bucks. Who do the Raptors beat in the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, the... I think there's too much Giannis there to a certain point, but then the the Raptors take care of business and it doesn't go to but a game Bucks seven. Stops in Toronto. The Buck stops at Walt <laughs> Disney World, where everything stops. The happiest place on earth. Oh boy. Why am I thinking Wonderworld now from Beverly Hills Cop Three? <laughs> <laughs> the happy. The happiest place on earth, except for Lou Williams, who had to go somewhere even happier. <laughs> Couldn't get his happy happy ending in Neverland. <laughs> um, anyway. We're Sorry, really- you've got the, the, the Raptors and the Lakers. Raptors and the Lakers. Lakers. Lakers beating the Thunder in the Western Conference. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. And that's going seven. Man. Okay. All predictions wrong or your money back. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Shake it up you for us. Next... Yep. Yep. I, um, I've got to say that, um, I mean, I wasn't on the, um, I wasn't on the preseason, preseason forecast, but, um, although so much has changed, um, what I would have predicted at the very start of the season is probably still, well, sorry, early in the season, maybe not the very start. Um, is probably still true. I, I actually agree with um, Andrew that I think the um, the East is going to be Raptors Bucks. Um, with less confidence than Andrew, I actually do think the Raptors will have the edge there. Um, but the West, again, there have been storylines and storylines. The Lakers are actually have actually been better, stronger, more consistent than I expected them to be. Um, and I think the West is going to be an all LA affair. Um, but yeah, I actually think the Lakers are going to take it out. The, the Clippers, um, I actually re-listened to you guys, um, with the, um, the, the, the preseason forecast. Yeah. Um, and, um, Adam, I think you were very insightful talking about the, um, uh, talking about the, the Clippers were. Now I know you're being kind of a bit of a homer, but the, <laughs> the Lakers, the, the Lakers have had like, They've they've been a symphony for most of the season, right? Yeah. Like LeBron has really found um, his best self playing with um, uh, playing with AD this season, I think. Mm. Um, and a lot of guys who really seem to be even the ones who are still around last season. I mean, you know, whatever it is, four of them. Um, when they seem to sort of get in each other's way, seem to have found their roles much better this season, and then. Um, 
you know, you've got a couple of really, really good when they're at full strength. I mean, obviously they're going to miss Avery Bradley, but, um, you know, I guess the big strength he brought was he doesn't get any, doesn't get in anyone's way. He's an effort guy. He's a glue guy. He's a great defender, right? And he can hit open shots. Um, and while they won't have him, the guys they've got instead can do those things, um, maybe with less reliable consistency, but they can do them. They've done um, it on the big stage too, yeah. Yeah, and you've still, I mean, you've still got, uh, we like joking about him, but you can, I mean, you can't question uh, Mr. Bald Eagle's heart, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, he plays. You need, you need like, that, the, 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 you need yeah. the energy guy. You need the guy that's yeah. going to gut Not run. Just an energy guy, though. He's an energy guy with no ego, right? Like, yeah. He just has fun with hard. his teammates, yeah, and yeah. plays hard he'll for it. Yeah. He'll play hard on defense um, with two, um, with two two players like when he when he, whenever he finds himself playing with um with Braun uh, AD or both I mean they've just got so much gravity he's going to get open shots right yeah um and the Clippers the Clippers I kind of expected them to be amazing robotically good at the start of the season I think a lot of people did proof and that Kawhi is not a robot yeah and they just they just haven't been you know mm. um they've been unpredictable. Um, at their best, they've been fantastic, but you never know exactly not only who's going to be on the roster on any given night, but um, they don't always show up when I think that they will. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give the edge to the Lakers. Lakers over Clippers in the in the West. Um, so, and I think, got, and I think the Lakers will beat the Raptors in the in the finals. So much love for the Raptors. <laughs> Adam's having no part of it. You I'm not having any part of it, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with the Eastern Conference. Shock us? I am I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure there's a an over under an underlying theme in the Eastern Conference that I don't really care who comes out of the East. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um because the Lakers are gonna win the title. But the road, the road to said title will go as follows. The Eastern Conference, we will get a rematch in which Philadelphia will get over the Bucks. Ooh. Ooh. In the West in the Eastern Conference finals. Hmm. Philadelphia will move. I mean, I'd like to see it be Boston and then a smash Boston, but <laughs> hey. Look, I'm not going to be too too picky about it. No, I look, I I think Philly are going to hit a stride through this through this patch. And it, this is Ben Simmons's time to shine, really. Um, he could be a LeBron esque player for that Philadelphia lineup. But I would, it's the no I would love to see the best version of them this season. I would, if they can show it, if to they us, if I they can watch. show that to us, maybe being in a happy place like Disneyland, they could all get their chemistry working. And who knows? <laughs> who knows? Ben Simmons can be introduced to Uncle Dave, and we'll be sorry. I'm back at Wonderworld. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Andrew's shaking his head in disbelief. Hey, uh, so I just I just saw the first Beverly Hills Cop movie for the first time, so. I've watched both twice, uh, all three twice in this uh, isolation. I mean, I like those movies. <laughs> I've only watched the Marvel se- Secret series once. Anyway, um, so that's the East. Look, I, I, not to be too disrespectful, but yeah, I think this is a Western-focused title 
the the Bucks, I guess, would be the challenger, but I think they're going to have hurdles. Uh, I think they're going to struggle with their Giannis-focused game plan, especially if anything happens to Giannis. But that's the East. I think Philly are going to finally start hitting those goals as far as living up to the expectations that were set at the start of the season. In the West, I think LeBron and AD are going to take it to another level and go to absolute town on people. We haven't seen we haven't seen the Lakers hit their stride yet. We've seen them building and they started off slow, funnily enough, losing to the Clippers in on opening night. But I I think this is the this is where the building blocks have been placed. And unlike the Clippers, who I think had their run stopped, we were just building chemistry. Um I don't think it'll be the Clippers. I think we'll be I think the Clippers will actually drop the fourth. I think Before they will the load manage themselves to fourth and end up facing the Lakers in the second round and losing. They don't need to. They don't need to drop much to to drop to fourth. No, no. So close in the West. That's what I had. So I've got the yeah. I got the Thunder going up to the three seed and then beating the Nuggets in the second round. And uh, and I have I will have, the, the, I have the Lakers beating the Nuggets in the uh, the Western Conference Finals. Ooh. I also have New Orleans in eighth. What? Not the Suns? <laughs> I'm kidding. It's the Spurs, you idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs are always going to make it. No! No! <laughs> that would have been funny. And the Lakers are going to beat the Spurs in the Western Conference Finals. No. So what do we Sorry. say, guys? We'll do this right before the NBA Finals. Do it again. NBA Finals preview. Yeah, great. Uh, after the Spurs get NBA beaten by the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Last time we had an NBA Finals podcast, it was after the J.R. Smith incident where I suggested to everyone the series was going seven and the Cavs got swept. <laughs> so, oh boy. As I said, I all will, predictions wrong, your money back. I will say, if the um, if the Bucks do make it all the, way, all the way to the finals and it ends up being, the, you know, against the Lakers, um, the Lakers match up really well. Like, they've got, They're gonna, they've got they- a lot of... They've got a lot of athletic size they can throw at Giannis. And, yeah. you know, Horford a couple of seasons ago showed that that really is. They the they best, played the a really good game just before the lockdown. Yeah. Uh, where the Lakers uh, beat the Bucks, But uh, they did it by clogging the lane and not letting Giannis get downhill. Yeah. They ran, him, uh, ran the shooters off the line and stopped Giannis from going downhill. It was good. Good to watch. Well, they've just got they've got great defensive bigs who can mm. who can you know who can jump too, like long defensive bigs. Um, but, I even, think, but I do think, but I do think the Lakers, in order to, in in order to actually take that next step, and I think it's it's due to happen. Uh, Kyle Kuzma has to be has to lead that second unit. Yeah, he has to step up and start scoring. Otherwise, we put our faith in Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith, and that's never going to end well. <laughs> Use the tone of voice like that was a bad thing. Well, no, it's, it, 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 it's not going to end well if that happens. It's not going to happen. It's all good. Not, we we, we not, know exactly what's going to happen. Not going to end well for Lakers. Spurs in the eighth seed. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, we've 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 done a good solid eighty minutes, gentlemen, and we will come back and reconvene in this space before the NBA files when we'll have a lot of NBA stuff to talk about. A crazy couple of months culminating in what will undoubtedly be the most unique 
NBA Finals of all time. Funnily enough, in a season where where we sort of thought that the Western Conference Finals, there would be no home court advantage because all seven games would be in the same building. Well, it'll be that way for the whole playoffs. Orlando finally gets home court. They don't get to play, but... Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just to make everyone in Orlando feel at home, right before the first game, they're going to bring Nick Anderson in to miss four free throws. Um... <laughs> So we're, anyway, so we're going to reconvene before the uh, before the the NBA finals. Yes, in that so in that in that small twenty three minutes, all that small twenty three minute period between the conference finals and the NBA finals, we'll, we'll convene there and we'll get our quick preview going. Easy. Anyway, <laughs> always a pleasure, gentlemen. Dak, Doctor Dan Shea, Anna and Amy, uh, thanks for joining us. We will catch you next time on the podcast. It should go without saying. Toodaloo. <laughs>